everyone it's your girl sim the motivator and we are back for another episode of a conscious blend podcast i got my bro with me today adele from all the way from jamaica so welcome bro yeah it's another banger you know how it is <laughs> no vibe no love sim yeah man we're there man we're there in the kingston city you know yeah, man. So it's been a while since we've spoken. I mean, we haven't seen each other since I think it was last January when I came home. Yes, yes. And we saw each other for um a little bit. So COVID, life, new releases, all that has happened in the past year and year and change. So first and foremost, I hope you and the family are well. Yeah, man. I and the family are very well. Um I would be the worst in the family, but I, I'm we can talk about that later because this COVID thing has really messed me up. <laughs> Positive. Uh, one of the only things that that I don't know if I told you. Yeah, I think I probably told you. One of the things that that I, that I kept constant through the whole thing was exercise, and I just broke my foot. Um, so that even that was a little bit of a damper for me. But apart from that, you know, I'm, I'm mentally very well and very positive, and the family is very positive as well. So, you know, I give thanks. All right, that's good. Always a good thing to hear. So, I mean, we met some years ago. Now it was through church and it was through music. That's all I really know know mm-hmm. you for. Playing playing the piano, singing, mm-hmm. arranging, producing, all those good stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Just share, share with the audience, like, how you got into music. Okay, well, I was... This is gonna sound really maybe even cocky, but I think I was born with the gift of music because I have not been to like music school yet. So music is my entire career. So I, right now I'm teaching music part-time at a, at a prep school, Americans would say what, elementary school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am, well, I was a music director up until December gone because COVID. <laughs> I also used to perform regularly like down here, um, but with, that's, also paused right now but yeah I'm a performer I'm a writer and all that stuff and I've never I've never been trained to, to do it so that's why I think it's just like my God-given talent when I'm from when I was two years old I've been playing the piano um, my parents had a keyboard at home they were in like a church group and they had a keyboard they used to keep the, the group's keyboard and I just went on it I started playing and I started just learning learning up until now so I've never really gotten any formal training it really is just me really was just me just kind of figuring it out as I went along. So I just think that's the answer to your question. It was just a gift from God to me. So that's, you know, I just just use it, you know, I just use it to to, to make life for myself. I mean, it, there's nothing cocky about that. People are born with different talents and to say from two, so no one put you on the keyboard. You just went on one day and started ping, ping along. Yeah, I just went on it. And at first, I think my father was like trying to get me off it because you know it wasn't their keyboard, and you know I'm like a two-year-old, so they probably were thinking that I would um, destroy the keyboard. Right. But you know my mother just making me stay, and they, they when they tell the stories, it's kind of cool. But you know they were there. I don't I don't really remember this, but they say I used to play for worship, and I used to start like they used to realize that I was playing what they were singing, and they were like, hmm, is it just coincidence? So the more they went along, they realized. I was more playing and I was playing and playing what they were singing until they just were like, okay, so he knows how to play the piano. So it was, yeah, that's just how it went. Wow. That's interesting. And that from two years old till 
got you to where you are now. Where, I mean, yeah. you play across the genres. I've seen you just get behind the piano and someone is singing and you just start um, playing right along with them. No prior yeah. practice, training or anything like that. Yeah, man, that is a, always a beautiful thing to do. Um, to, to be able to do it as well, you know, I know it will seem like, wow, this guy's really talented, but it's, it's just, you know, most songs have a, have, a, have the usual progression and like doing it long enough, yeah, they say is here. So I just pick up, the, so by the way, I can't play by notes because I've had no training, like no formal training for that. But just list, when I listen to somebody sing, I can just play with it. I can just like, um, even if it's a, a song that I've never heard before, most of the times I can kind of like, predict where they're going to go and stuff like that so yeah man it's just a i've give god thanks really for that because i never i never asked for that i never tried to really do it it, was, it just came naturally so I've, i really have to just give god thanks for that hmm. so in spite of all of that have you ever thought about getting some type of formal training whether it's to be classically trained or anything like that to learn how to play notes one day Right, so I was a really bad student. I was a bad student. My parents, according to my parents, and I think I remember, I remember this as well. I don't know why I did it, but my, my, my teacher, she said to them, like, you're wasting your money. Just, he, he has to learn when he's older because he's just in class, just playing his own thing. So she would give me like the stuff to play and I would be like, eh, and I would just play my own thing. And she said, like, I would just listen to the piece. Like she would play it for me first. And I'll just listen to it and just play it back, but not by the notes and so on. So they tried to train me initially, um, but it just never worked because I guess I was just kind of indisciplined or whatever. <laughs> I mean, I never really, I never, I never pursued it afterwards. You just have um, your own style of doing things. Right. That's, yeah, that's nothing. Yeah, you have your own style. Um, do you play any other instruments? Yes, ma'am. I can play the saxophone. I actually won a national award for playing the saxophone when I was nine years old. Um, I can play it. Well, I don't know if I can play it. No, I haven't played it in years, but it should still be the same thing. I can play the clarinet. Um, I can play the drums. Not like like a pro, but you know, I can. I can. I'm functional on it. And yeah, I think that's it. Interesting. Did you learn those? formally or was it the same thing like the piano learned a saxophone formally by this guy named randy nelson who was oh. my teacher so something interesting you know i used to play the saxophone as well really i yeah. know I, I play started in elementary school about what's that fifth or sixth grade that's what 10 11 and played straight through high school Really? Yeah. That's very good. <laughs> zine, zine vibes. So yeah. why is that? Um, you know, it's just life. I even had bought another saxophone a few some years ago. Found one mm -hmm. on eBay, and had started playing again. But then, you know, life took over mm -hmm. and and stopped. But yeah, yeah I I play mm -hmm. this. That's the only instrument. The only zine. Yeah, the only instrument I, I can play. You know about your read and you have to put your read in the mouthpiece and 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 all the vibes there. Yeah, yeah. That was me. I used to play in the school band and all of that. Zine, zine, vibes, vibes. 
So beyond playing, I know that you sing as well. Did that also come as, you know, one day you just started singing? Um, yeah, I mean, I think any musician that grows up in church, I would more just play. But then uh, I think when I was about nine or 10, when my, my siblings were old enough, and my sister is three years younger than me, and then my brother is three years younger than her. So that's about six years apart. So by the time he was like three or four, because he was very young when we started singing, before my little group. And then, you know, that's when I started singing, really. Um, so we sang for a very long while until I was you know, much older. And that's when I just started singing, making up songs with them. Yeah, but as with most musicians, you know, most of us started in church. So, you know, we were just in church singing the hymns and singing with your, your brother and sister. Sometimes as a family, because my father's a pastor, you know, we would sing after his sermons and stuff like that. So that's where the singing part started. Okay. So I know you mentioned that we both said it how singing is basically all that you've all that you've done you have you do have a gospel album out you also have some um singles that would be considered you know secular music and i know yeah. you talked about that and people have said like you know give you some backlash you, you leave the church you you know you're gone out into the world ray 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 but I mean, what do you have to say for all of that? Why have you started to make quote unquote non-Christian music? Why? Because I, I had non-Christian experiences. Well, I don't even say non-Christian. Yeah, I had non I have non-Christian experiences, you know. I'm a I'm a I'm not saying non Christians aren't real, <laughs> but I mean, I think a lot of a lot of Christians they live in a like a they live like in this fairy tale world. And I just wasn't about to live in, live in a fairy tale world. So my gospel songs, they, I wrote all every single song on my album. So I had an album called College Days, which we made in college. Um, they were from my real college experiences. So they were about six. I had, you know, sex in college. And, you know, I presented it in a Christian way where, you know, as a Christian, you struggle with those kind of things and stuff like that. Um, I also went to NCU, so it's not like I could make secular music. Anyway, institute is a, a Seventh-day Adventist institution, which is run by the church. Right. So I mean, I was doing particular music from that time, but I wasn't releasing it. Um, right. But yeah, I'm a real person. So I, I mean, I still make gospel music even today. Even I think over the weekend, you know, I was just meditating, and a, a song came to me, and I, I wrote it same way. But as I said, my experiences are not limited to just like spiritual experiences. I love love. I was just telling you, Simone, before we started the interview that, you know, mm -hmm. I have an empath and, you know, we go through a little rough time and it hurt. And I normally write about those things. And, you know, out of my pain, you know, I can create something beautiful that people across the world can relate to. So I'm not going to say, boy, you know, say, this song is not about God. So when I go release it or when I go record it, no, that is, that would be, to be honest, I think I would be lying if I did that. Like I would be like, no, this is the full sum of who I am. I am a human being with spiritual experiences, definitely. And I'll continue to write about those. Um, just day-to-day -day life, I'll write about that. I have a song called I'm from Kingston, just talking about life from where I'm from. Um, love, I love writing about love because it's a, it's a powerful thing and I love love. You know, I love to be loved and I love to love. So I also write about that. 
um, uplifting my, my, my queens. Love that too. I, I love my mother. So I'm going to write about her too. Probably soon put up a song about mommy. I have a song called Pretty Melanie that, 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 that speaks about just, you know, uplifting our black queens. And I, yeah, I'm not going to just say, yo, I'm a Christian. I, I'm not going to write about anything else. Because to me, that's, that would be, I would be, I would be lying about my life. And I'm not a liar. You know, you bring up a good point with that. And it's important for individuals to realize that there's an intersection between a health, there can be a healthy intersection between Christianity and secular life. I believe people try to put them into two um, mutually exclusive categories as if they don't exist. So if you're a Christian, you don't have worldly experiences. And if you're a worldly, and as some people use the term, then you are not having Christian experiences. When the Bible itself is a book that is full of both types of experiences. If we look at this book of Songs of Solomon and how he talks about love, and I mean, Songs of Solomon is, is kind of out there. The descriptions, okay. the the metaphors, the imagery that is being used, it's, yeah. it's really, it's really suggestive. <laughs> you know, and but I also appreciate your music because I think you found a way to talk about love and life and heartbreak and reality without it being crass or inappropriate or making people feel like, boy, I can't listen to this with my kids around or boy, this music will make me feel like Ray, Ray, Ray. You know, just it's a good chill vibe like you said um i'm from kingston that 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 song kills still and you know pretty melanin and those those songs are really have a strong message behind them right. um and encouraging right right so, yeah. I, I think once you you know what i ask anybody who challenges me are i mean they, st they still try to do it I, just, I mean, I shut them down most of the time. But if it's somebody close to me, like my mother. So my mother, she, she don't like when I do the reggae music scene. <laughs> my mother is old school. So I understand. But I always ask her, mommy, my mother, she loves sports, right? She loves sports. So even something as simple as sports. I say, mommy, you don't like my music scene, but you indulge in a lot of secular things. Like my mother will wake up four o'clock in the morning just to watch a tennis match or a basketball, basketball and play so late. But like, you know, so tennis play sometime in some different countries. Yeah, yeah. Off from our, our time zone here. She, we, she, we used to wake up and watch cricket. My mother, my mother watched cricket, tennis, track and field. She especially love track and field, basketball. Uh, lots of different, she not really watch football like that, like soccer. But yeah, man. So my mom said, mommy, you are heavily engrossed in a lot of secular things, right? You love sports. Me say, me say, what, what does you see in Bolt and Asafa Paul and Shelly and Fraser have to do with God? <laughs> she can't answer. She said, no, she just like it. She said, okay. So you're, 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 you're very secular. You, you engage in secular activities. I'm not going to bash you for your love for sports or you have people who love many different things. Some people like to go fish. Is that a spiritual experience? No. Some people like playing sports. Is it a spiritual experience? No. Some people like you like you, you have secular conversations at work. Do you talk about God all day at work? No, he's a he's a business. Nobody can go to work and talk about God all day. So we all have secular experiences because we are 
we live in a we live in a world, a real world, scene. But whenever it comes to music, you now everybody, oh no, you should only make one type of music, but you don't have only spiritual conversations. You love sports, you love this, you love that, you love that. But when I make my music, is a problem because I'm not talking about God, but you don't talk about God all the time. So it's like, you know, people are very critical. And then you know, when you ask them, all right, you got married, right? And then she said, yes. You say, what kind of music did they play at your wedding? Did they play just gospel music? She said, no. We play some nice music, some nice. <laughs> music. I said, hold on. So these people that you play at your wedding, these are gospel singers, right? She said, no, but there are some, they're not. I said, mommy, listen to the music I am making. I said, 10, 15, 20 years from now, people are going to be walking up to my music at their wedding. The same way, oh, yes, them nice, or these, my mother listened to, to like Dennis, Dennis Brown and Bob Marley and then people who smoke weed and do things were really outside of what she even believes. So I said, mommy, you love Bob Marley? I said, Bob Marley is a good artist and so on. She said, yeah, I'm singing some good songs. So I said, so, so what to me? I'm not singing good songs. I mean, I make the same music, the same exact roots reggae music. She said, you can't answer again. So I mean, there's a lot of hypocrisy in it. When they get when when them go out and them want go uh, they got them hotel and them will enjoy the reggae music or them or them go them go them staff party or them go out, any any kind of venue outside of church they will listen to the good old secular music yeah right yeah. conveniently when I am making it it's wrong so it's just I don't even listen to them I just shut them down I'm like once you went to a wedding and you you don't even have to get married once you went to a wedding and you enjoyed listening to secular music, you don't have any argument against me. It's, it's a funny concept because I'm starting to think that it's almost as though certain people get a pass. So those who make secular music like Bob and Dennis and um, Barris and uh, Sanchez and all them guys, they were always secular. So it's okay. That is their realm. But you who started off as gospel and others right. who started off as gospel, you're supposed to stay there. You, you're not supposed to cross paths. But when those individuals end up, you know, start making gospel music, it's accepted as well. Because when you look at Sanchez, you Sanchez, know, Baby yeah. Sauce started making gospel music, Papa Son making gospel music, like those individuals are, ex are um, accepted on both sides. Definitely. So it's an interesting, it's an interesting concept. Well, you can't listen to people. Them, people don't even know what them, they themselves believe and so on. So I don't even make them affect me. I just do what I do and I know the heart I do it. So, you know, it's, all, it's always good. Yeah. So, I mean, you're talking about the heart of which that you do things. How important is that when you're going through your writing process or your music making process? Okay, well, I think anything that lasts comes from the heart. So I don't even I don't even push to push out, to push out a lot of music nowadays because if if I'm not feeling it, if 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 I don't think it's something powerful, because I mean I write a lot of songs, but I don't a lot of them aren't powerful. So anything that is powerful, anything that I that I that I write from my heart and from my deepest feelings, you know, that is that is usually what I put out and what that, what I say also resonate with people. Um, we don't have any kind of marketing team, no budget, no nothing. All I do is I put up the songs on my Instagram and on Facebook 
on Facebook, I don't even get much reactions because, you know, those people used, used to me doing gospel music. So, you know, I'm more focused on the Instagram now. <laughs> <laughs> I just put it up and then people just run with it. Like, people just run with it. They just like it. So, and I say, you know, that's just what happens when you make music from your heart. You know, you, you may not even see the real, the real value of what you're doing now. But, yeah, I just have to do that. That's all I have, really. All I have is my honesty and just, you know, my real self. So, honesty, real self. I know you talk a lot about the support you give to Black women. And you talk about... about you talk a lot about love in general, like your Instagram about loving yourself, loving others, um, you know, being true to who you are, to who you are. Your music says the same thing as well. If knowing what you know now, what is one thing that you would maybe say to your younger self, your teenage self? To my teenage self, what I know now, I would say. I mean, in terms of those things, I think I think my parents really did a good job in instilling those values in me. So I think those things I would have already known as a teenager. But in terms of other things, though, I would have said, like, I, would, I need to network and stuff like that. Because yeah. <laughs> it's just no mustard to that. And, like, you know, if I was doing that, like, 10 years ago, oh, my goodness, I probably would be winning a Grammy right now. I don't know what in my in my own industry, you know. So that's what I would say. But in terms of those things like love and 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 I never really had any problem with not loving myself. As I said, I grew up in a very stable home. And my mother showed me with love, my father as well. You know, so yeah, I never had any of those issues. So I wouldn't even say anything to my teenage self, but just go and enjoy life. Because I had a very I had a lovely childhood. I, I never grew up, I never grew up rich. You know, you never grew up rich, but you never grew up like having to starve or anything. Right, like right. Just comfortable. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes they really wouldn't have it like that, but we never really we understood from early that you know we're, we're not really rich, so we can't really pressure our parents. So yeah, I I grew up nice. I, I grew up in a good way, I believe. So yeah, the only thing I would tell my teenage self is to just network with people. Don't don't be so like loner like because i can be very loner like like just by myself mm-hmm. just i think that's people. just a july thing honestly maybe, maybe. <laughs> i think it's a, like we we can do people we can yeah. socialize when necessary but if we have mm-hmm. a hole up in our corner for a couple of days or something we are right as well yeah man a good man not around with that same way so yeah but networking is an important thing i realize in nowadays you know mm-hmm an important thing. So post-COVID, I mean, COVID has shut down everything. I know you do a lot of um, traveling. You've done like Valentine's Day where you go out and do the little, what's it, sing, singer grams or <laughs> that type of thing. What are some of the plans that you have post, post-COVID in the new normal? Because things will never go back to how they were before. Okay, so really, and so, um, so I have started networking now, and I've been working with some European like label, lots, lots of different producers, and like is is really fun because I've never done this before. Um, 
for, from from our release of song, Pretty Melanin, you know, people have been approaching me with certain things. You know, some white people, and I don't, I'm not, I ain't racist, man. So I work with white people too, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then look, we'll be over Europe and things. So I have a lot of projects underway that I'm working on. So I'm releasing them now with the hopes of just being able to tour the songs when the, pandem the pandemic is over. Um, and I'm working on some other stuff, like some YouTube stuff, TikTok stuff. So I'm just really working hard at producing content because I think that's key in in this time when everybody's kind of online. Yeah. So, I mean, just stop right there for a sec. When you talk about content and producing it, what does that look like for individuals that are not really savvy? I am individuals. I am not really. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. All right. Well, for me, well, I can't necessarily what I'm doing. I never, I, I want, so everybody making a YouTube channel is, hi, welcome to my YouTube channel. Don't forget to like, like, comment, subscribe, and share, right? And I get it. That's cool. But I wanted to do, I'm going to do, I'm doing some, I just want to do something different that stands out. So I think that's what we should aim to do. Something different that will stand out. So for example, on my, on my YouTube channel, I'm dating women. So like even tonight, I don't know if you know Tanania, but I'm going to send Tanania a message and say, yo, Tanania, I would love to wine and dine you, girl. You are so fine. Probably not going to say you're so fine because... Yeah, but I've spoken to her already, you see me? And I'll just go and tell her, I, I, want, I want to, to date you and, and for us to record it, you know, to see how our chemistry is. Um, so I'm going to take her out, we're going to do an activity, and I'm going, I'm going to show that process. So that's not something, I mean, in America, you guys have like reality TV, but we don't have nothing like that down here. So that would be, I mean, there's no guarantee it will work, but, you know, I'll be going on different dates with different women, and I think women like to see that. And my primary target, target audience right now is women. I have a lot of women on my, on my Instagram. So yeah, that's that's different. So is for me, it's just try to do something different that is like, all right, what have I not seen before? In Jamaica, we do have that. We have like couples pranks. We have like um, normal stuff. Um, get to know me, 10 things you didn't know about me, this challenge, that challenge, but ain't nobody doing any dating. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's different. Me showing like we're going to show everything from 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 a pull up to her place wherever she is, um, or whoever, because I'm going to, I'll be dating different women, and then in the end I'll like choose one. So it's almost not really almost kind of like the Bachelor, but you know in a Jamaican spin, zine. So without you know, the so wedding proposal, please, because no, I don't want to get no indication no, no. like this. Like yo, Sim, so I find one girl, and you know two weeks later, me decides to. Yeah. No, but the, the truth is, you never know what might, what might really happen. Cause suppose we go on a date with Tanani and we end up kind of start talking. You know, you never know what we really am in real life. But yeah, yeah, yeah. but it, it, it's like a take more than one date for that. Still, that's a good thing. True, true, but no, me, me and her might continue to text and then you know, you know what I'm saying. Right. But yeah, that's what, that's what that's what I would say. Trying to find something that I mean, and you can definitely do things that I've done before, but put some kind of spin on it because this is not an original idea but you know it's not being done in our geographic location here in Jamaica so you know, I just thought that we do that it may, as I said it may work it may not work but it's just trying and you can't stop trying different things and I think you may you know that because we've been doing stuff we've been doing projects we've been doing different things you know I was a part of you know I don't remember if it was the first time you came to Jamaica with you know when you were doing 
what would I say? Welfare, not welfare. What's the real word for it? Uh, like, oh, with the nonprofit, the volunteer work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You've been doing stuff. You've been doing just different stuff. So I think that in itself is is really success when you just keep on um, giving life to the thoughts that you have in your head. Because there are a lot of people who like say, yo, I want to start the podcast. I want to start the YouTube channel. I want to be an artist. I want to do this. I want to do that. But they don't do it. Most people don't do half of what they said they're going to do. So that's the fact that, you know, you, anybody does what they said they're going to do on a consistent basis and you actually see the stuff like, all right, this is volume one, this is volume two, this is volume three. Okay, I went to Jamaica in 2017 and I did this. I went to Jamaica in 2018 and I did this. I painted this school, I did that. Yeah, that's really, I mean, that's very commendable. It's very commendable. As I said, most people I know, they will say, yo, and that's why I said yesterday, your podcast so quick. Cause I, you know, I know, I know what it is. I know what it is, yo. You know, you have something in your head, and you're like, yo, I need to get this out. And there are many other factors. You know, you don't have enough time. You don't know if it will be received well. You don't know if people will like it. Blah blah blah. But you know, you do it, and that's just that's just great. And you're you're you are a motivation to me because you're a doer. You're you're a doer. You do things. You know, and that's just great. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, it's, um, as you talk about just the content and finding something and doing it, I would, I'm trying to remember, it may have been somebody I saw on Instagram, but they were talking about finding that niche, niche, whichever way people pronounce the word, right? And like the YouTube channel you're talking about, you know, it's really just finding a market that maybe isn't as popular but finding something that you're good at and deciding you're going to go ahead with it, right? So even if there are other YouTube channels and there may be somebody else who has a dating show or whatever, as you said, in your area down in Jamaica, that isn't really popular. That's not what, um, what people are seeing on TV. So you have a market right now that you can really gear towards and hope to build Mm -hmm. your audience in your following from that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. and because my a lot of just just looking at it i was like yo 80 percent of the women of the people that follow me are women so it's like yeah it just makes sense to me you know yeah i mean it, it makes sense and then also just about doing i tell you honestly i've been sitting on the podcast idea for some time now um easily a year and a half two years or something like that and I'll take the moment to shout out Ryan Ryan Sharp he runs what a word podcast and he started his own and he sent the link the first time and I was like dag yo all right maybe it's time for me to do this you know and, and there's so many reasons to not do something I don't have all the equipment I don't have this I don't have that but one thing I've I try to do in life is I'm going to give it a shot. If I give it a shot and it don't work, at least I could say I did it. You know, I can check it off and said, all right, I tried it. But the longer I sit there and sometimes I talk myself out of things. Mm -hmm. My cousin and I would talk about that last week. I talk myself out of things and then I, and then I'll turn around and not regret it. But then I'm like, if I had done it back then, I could have been mm-hmm. so much further along right now, you know, mm-hmm. so it's just getting out and, and getting things done, giving it a, giving it a try, honestly. Mm-hmm. So, just mm-hmm. so it goes. Same so it goes.
you know, I was, um, I don't know if you follow Kev on stage on Instagram. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know if I follow him, but I know of his material. Yeah, so he put out something uh, like a week or two ago about podcasts. And somebody, I think, wrote in and asked him, like, how do I start a podcast or what should I do? And he said, do 100 episodes. If you can commit to 100 episodes, you're golden. You may not have a lot of followers, you know, your some episodes may not be heard, but if you can commit to a hundred, that means that this is something that you are really supposed to be doing. Because a lot of times we start something and, you know, the first time we do it, man, we don't make no money off of it or man, nobody listened to it or it's one view, one listen, you know, one swipe, one like, whatever it is. And people just give up right then and there. And it's like, mm -hmm. no, it, is, it has to take a little bit more than that. Right. Definitely. You know, this, Definitely. In, this instant gratification world that we live in yep. <laughs> nowadays, you know, sometimes it, it gets to our, it gets to our head, but yeah. we'll go. But where do you see yourself in five years? What are you Touring doing? The Touring the world. I'll be there. Yo, Sim. I don't know if you, I don't know if you see what I'm going on about. I'm supposed to be in New York. I'm supposed to be SOBs the 15th. You know where they're going? Like, yeah, oh yeah, sorry. I was, I was shouting up um whoever, and I was saying, yeah, we, we gotta pass through. Blah blah blah. I was like, all right, I'm going to come on. You know, all right. Little Melanie, oh girl, you don't know the joy of bring love away your skin to listen yo this is my homegirl simone man yo i remember like 10 years ago i was in new york and you know she had to stop a, 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 a tour from a group ministry yeah she was to ministry way about them day and boom 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 yo we have to come from far pick up yourself simone yo run it <laughs> we come from far still yo we come from far still so one of my favorite songs but don't kill me because i'm just horrible with titles um too young too young yeah <laughs> yeah man you know so i don't know if i should have put out that song there i don't think it's too wholesome but it was just a true story you see me yo i love that song yeah yeah man it's a, it's a true story about me and an older woman you know we yeah she didn't care man it was just, it's just the truth but i was a really interesting relationship you know so is old is older older the way to go? I have my own opinions on on older, older and ex, old and experience or older and experienced. But what do you think about that? All right. So older, I don't think it matters if somebody is older or younger. It's just about somebody who matches your energy at that particular time. So if I am 30 and a woman is 25, she may match where I am currently and what I'm trying to do more than a woman who's 35. You know, it doesn't mean that the woman that is 35 is even more mature because I've met a lot of older women who are not as mature as some younger women, but it's just whoever. So for example, right now, like, I wouldn't talk to a woman. Suppose a woman is like 35 and she don't want, she doesn't want to get married. I wouldn't talk to her. But if right. a woman is 
even 23, 24, and she wants to get married, I would talk to her because that's where my mind is. Right. So, I mean, age, I think women look at it differently because they're like, no, hell no, I would be with a younger guy. But I don't know about that part because I've never dated guys. But, you know, for me, <laughs> me, for me, and I never will. <laughs> but for me, is it me? It's just about where the person is. What are what for me now it's not even about love anymore. I'm tired of love. You know, I love love, but it's about like what we are gonna do with life, what we're gonna build, what we're gonna accomplish. Yeah. Me, yeah, I probably I got my need for like you and find you attractive, but that's another most important thing right now. You know, I do the love thing and you know after you get a one and two heartbreak, you understand, say boy, life with somebody is a serious thing, and if you do commit to it, even if it's even not for like a marriage vibes, like it's a serious investment, you see me? So you need for the person if you come correct. And yeah. then other for them to come correct, you two underneath for them on the same level. So me always, you know, nowadays, you know, from the first from the first week, may I ask you some serious question like what you try to do? What 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 you depend? Yeah. I, so much not. I think so that's I can, experience as well. Go again? No, I think that's just experience as well. You know, when yeah. when we're younger, we look at relationships and finding a significant other, one night, you know, you want somebody to hang out with, you want somebody to chill with for the summer, you want somebody to go with to the game or to go out to eat or to the movies, because that's right. what's priority in life at that point in time but as you get older or as your experiences change when you realize all right i have a career i'm settled i'm focused i have some money in the bank i want to start a family you're going to start to look at prospective spouses differently you know okay. you're going to come within the first week like so what are you, what's your five-year plan 10-year plan do you want to get married do you want to have kids how many kids do you have how many bank accounts do you have what's your credit score do you own a car do you own a house like you're running through all those questions and some people are like oh that's too much my thing was always i don't want to waste anybody's time i don't want my time to be wasted and i don't want yours so if i'm looking to get married and you're just looking for somebody to go to the movies with it's not going to work because we're on two different pages. Right, right, right. Correct. Correct, though. Yeah. yeah. So you're right. Age age isn't even a thing. It's not as big as a factor. I used to think it was a big factor, but now I realize it's really not. It's about the mindset and where the person is and what can we build together? Are we going to enter this as a team? We're going to rock out together? Or is it just about love and it's a business deal? <laughs> you, know, right. you go work, yeah. I go work, and we just put together, pay bills, and then do it all over again. You know? Yep. Hey man, that's, that's how it really is, man. That's how it is. So that's cool. So five years from now, you say your, your hope is to be touring. You're going to call me up, and I'm meeting you in. Uh, SOBs in New York or with Delva, Cali, or yeah, yeah, man. maybe Catch Bontor in Germany. That's what's up. That's what's up. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're there in Germany, place for sure, but you know, I forgot to stop in New York because I don't know. Yeah. 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 the East Coast. Is <laughs> Any projects outside of 
to arts, like outside of music? Outside of music, yes. But I don't want to talk about it yet because I don't oh. want to jinx it. All right. <laughs> it's in its development stage and I'm very excited about it. Okay. I believe that, you know, as, 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 as children of God, we, we have, we're supposed to have money and we're supposed to prosper on them something. So when I preach a prosperity gospel or whatever, like people just say, but you know, we're supposed to have our businesses and our enterprises and we're supposed to do well with life and give back to the needy and them things. Agreed. So, okay. so, you'll yep. definitely see it, for sure. All right. So we're just going to speak life into whatever it is without you giving the details and, and jinxing it. You know, regardless and always, I support you and anything that she have and you're doing. So, as you said, projects wish you well with that. Um, so, anything else that you want to share with the listeners? Any new songs that just drop? Where can they find them? Um, well, I'm, I'm about to drop some new music. I'm about to drop about five or six songs in the summer. Okay. So you can find it at DL Music everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Same thing. D-I-E-L Music. You know. Um, my old stuff are there. Our older stuff. I dropped a song like five months ago. Pretty Melanie. Definitely check that out. It's an anthem to our beautiful black woman, to our queens. And I have some more songs up there. So, you know, definitely check that out. But, yes, I, I'm just dropping music really. So right. that's yeah. cool. And every time you drop it, I share it. So I so saw it go. We just just run it in our circle, right? You drop it, I'll share it, and we just keep it going. You know, you have your New York fan base that's you know supporting you from a distance and everything. So cool. I appreciate it so much. You don't even know how much I appreciate that. Yeah, man, all the time. So 2021. Um I just I hope the best everything go well. Hopefully COVID can clear up and can make a trip and get for linky up still because it's been a while and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But in the meantime, I hope you keep safe and you know I wish you all the best in all your endeavors. Thank you and thank you so much for having me. Thank you for considering me for your podcast. I'm honored, really. <laughs> Anytime, man. Yeah, man. So yeah, man. Enough love to the listeners. Enough love for listening, you know, keep safe, you know, follow your dreams, please follow your dreams. Like it's such a cliche, but yo, follow your dreams, man. You got one life down here, man. You may as well do some stuff that you want to do. True. You know? May as well. She don't care if I'm too young because it's loving. It's good, good, good. True story. I was a walking down summer street. She said she
Take me up from school in our new thing Said she don't think I should be walking To the apartment yeah. and we groovy There is music, set the mood The lyrics sweeter than the soda I tell you the rest when I get like older <laughs> She said she don't care if I'm too young Then comes this love and it's good All our friends tell her she crazy